and we're back, baby. Episode. What do you think, episode? Don't look at my screen. Forty-four. Forty-two. Close. Ooh. Pretty close. Closer than I thought you would guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, you have you have a topic you brought to mind today. So we're we're not doing um, a member guest today. We'll continue those at a near near future time. But uh, just lead us right into the topic. Actually, no, hang on a second. We just talked about this before. We have to do overrated underrated. Did you yeah, forget that too today? I I, I, I did a minute ago. I forgot it for the second time just now. Once I knew you were going to skip it, then I remembered that we can't <laughs> skip it. We can't skip this. It's the most important part of the podcast. Client shout out. Who do you got? Hang on, I just said overrated underrated. Now we're doing client shout out. Oh yeah, let's do client shout out first. All right, we're just going to do whatever we feel like today on the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's skip to the topic, and we'll come back at the end to the client shout-out. Oh, it's been a while, guys. It's been a while since we did this, James and I. This is rough. All right, I will do my client shout-out right now. She deserves to be at the top of this podcast anyway. Emily Puhak. Huge shout-out, Em, Very for good. you working towards your goal, heading into the wedding, coming here so consistently, working out hard, and for tolerating me crushing you basically on squats yeah so i don't want anybody to take that out of context she wants to train really hard right now i bumped her up significantly on her safety squats and she was hesitant and kind of nervous but okay to try and i spotted her and she killed it and uh she was extremely sore the next day but i told her like where she is with her goals i think that's perfect you need to experience that once in a while for her in her own specific program and uh, the willingness to accept that challenge, I think, gives her the, the client shout out today and everything else I just said about her. That's a great one. You have gotten the reputation now as the trainer on the floor who will edge, you'll toe that line of pushing somebody too far. I try to. Yeah. 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 Remember our conversation with uh, on our last podcast with Perrine with the 25 yes, pound dumbbells. Oh, yeah. Dumbbell. John's willing to toe that line. If you die, you die. I have a spot John. out back. It's not full yet, so you know, we're, we're, I got plenty of wiggle room here. And the real issue is, members, that you're all stronger than John is. Yeah, that's and just, that I'm is living why. vicariously through you guys. So please <laughs> help me out here. If I give you guys bigger weights, does it make me seem stronger? No, it just makes me happy. But I know it doesn't <laughs> do anything for me. My client shout out, I think, is similar in terms of personality a little bit. I would agree. Age. And overall weekly attendance, probably. Yeah. Christina Dealman. Yes. Easily one of the most ambitious yet soft-spoken members we have. Uh, very easy to communicate with in terms of what she has to do on the program. And great to socialize with. Doesn't go out of her way to be super loud and attention grabbing and complain to the trainers about what she's being given but good for a, a really good joke every once in a while oh yeah 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 hidden, hidden great sense of humor yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like when that happens and it's surprising then it's that much better it's extra good like, i didn't see that coming that was really good stuff dealman so Christina Dealman gets my client yeah, shout out. Yeah, now I'm having flashbacks because I'm pretty sure she came in with Carrie who was mm -hmm. another client shout out recently. Yep. And Laura Right? Yep. The three of them. And yep. I think I looked over and the three of them were cross arm standing on one hip against you. And I was like, wow, James is in a battle right yep. now. And I think you were sort of at the end talking about like the actual <laughs> options. I'm like, these women are not signing up based on that posture I see over there. Uh, based on these last two podcasts, I think all the members are hearing exactly how battle tested I am <laughs> with new members. It is a battlefield out there. <laughs> you want to be the guy doing the assessments? You better be ready to bring the heat. Either that or you're just getting eaten alive out there. Yeah, and sometimes they start at 5 a.m. too. These people oh, yeah. doing their first assessments, 5 a.m. You got to oh, yeah. bring it early. That's it. All right, what's your underrated, overrated? 
I'm picking an overrated, and I'm sticking with trying to be a little more controversial. <laughs> I'm going with some some place I haven't been in a long time because I gave up on them. I think, ready everybody? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Panera Bread is overrated. Blasphemy! <laughs> Altogether, this is ridiculous. Somebody hasn't had their chicken sandwich lately, especially. Double chicken sandwich. Uh, I don't Buffalo. know. I, I'm not sure if that would With sway little, me to thinking that Panera as a whole is now I'm, not overrated. Mike, Mike, today, Mike, Mike's my Panera guy. Mike is going to go to Panera. He's going to get a double chicken sandwich with the fried little pickles, the buffalo sauce. Let's go extra again. All right. And then we're going to have you taste test it. Against and what? And I dare you to give it less than 8 Hang out of 10. Hang on. What am I testing this against? Just your your current opinion of Panera without having tried this chicken mm. sandwich. I'll accept the challenge because I haven't been to Panera in a decade. We're putting Easily this on social media. This is going on Instagram later. Yeah. If John gives it less than an 8, legitimately, because John's super honest, so he won't lie. If John gives it less than an 8, I'll do 100 push-ups. Jeez. So I think I feel like even better to go on social media is Chick Fil A versus Panera in this chicken yeah, sandwich yeah, challenge. Yeah, I won't. I won't debate that. That's you know that's easily Chick Fil A. Hundred percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no argument there. But I guess to your point, pre chicken sandwich with double chicken, I didn't think Panera was that great either. There was a sandwich Kyle used to get. It was like the steak and eggs, pretty good, not amazing, but the double chicken sandwich. Goes to show you the uh, the power of advertising. I saw it on television, and I said I'm getting that. And Mike and I both had it, and we're huge fans. And and we we really connect over this Panera chicken sandwich. <laughs> Would you agree, Mike? Shake your head for the people. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna add John uh, to our mix, and we're gonna have a weekly double chicken sandwich from Panera. Once he gives it an 8.7 later today. I'll give an honest rating because you know what? I haven't had their chicken sandwich. Definitely not in this form because it wasn't available the last time I went because I went a couple times. There was this big rage about this place called Panera. I went. I didn't have good experiences at multiple locations, nor did I think the food was that great for what the hype was. Mm. Therefore, I still think it's overrated 10 years later. It's fair. Plus, any time a place is called bread, you have that knee-jerk reaction that it's just carb-loaded and it, they don't respect protein enough. That was my reaction against Panera Bread. Bread? Uh, <laughs> Come on. So bread. we can add in Panera Bread's name and branding into the overrated mix, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My overrated may trump your overrated in terms of controversy. And this was another recent experience of mine. So I'll fill you guys in on that in a minute. Story time. My overrated is golfing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Dolphin. yep i'm sorry i'm sorry everybody but to this i and let me be clear i am open to and i hope to change this answer years from now but right now if you want to golf you have to do it all day long so for five and a half to six hours one you guys are messaging me while i'm out there yesterday and i can't respond one, because it's somewhat disrespectful, I guess, to the golf course and the guests. But two, to make it even worse, specifically with my experience yesterday, it was 18 degrees outside and raining. And Could both of my hands fingers. were numb. <laughs> At one point, I saw your message and I couldn't respond to you because my fingers were numb. And it explains why I was crying in a corner yesterday. I was just <laughs> I just thought James gave up on me at that point. I was over. And also, I am terrible at golf. So it's not fun for me yet because I'm not good at it. So Vince Walk, Gare, and Skip, myself, mm -hmm. we all went yesterday. And great company, great time with them. 
But the five and a half hour investment to play a sport that not that great at and life must come to a halt to play this sport, which I guess for some makes it good, but for me was anxiety ridden. That, so the reason that I can't give an honest uh, honest feedback on overrated, underrated here is because I haven't played golf ever because of the reason that it's too much of a time commitment for everything else that I was interested in or wanted to prioritize. So if it was less time commitment, I would have tried it by now. Yeah. Um, I've been to the driving range. I think that's fun. Driving range might be my underrated for next week. Mm. Uh, but like uh, golf itself, I have never played actually like on a course other than what was called, I'm not sure if people know this, pitch and putt in Bridgewater. It's like a, a mini version of a golf course. Everything's like a par three. I think everybody besides you and I know this. I think literally <laughs> everybody knows how to play golf besides you and I. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. I'm sorry. And I know people are going to be upset with me over this. And I apologize. And I am open to changing my answer one day. And by the way, yesterday's invite from Vince, super grateful, great time with the company. I could sit around and talk to those guys forever. Joked around, good time. But the actual golfing, man, I just don't know how people do it. So for those of you listening, you don't know that Brent Cornell, one of our members, texts us every week with his feedback on the overrated, underrated. I'm really curious to what he says to this one. Yeah, same. And we would welcome more feedback on these. When you guys hear this, text us immediately and let us know what your thought is on our overrated and underrated. Yeah, Brent's always good for a good laugh. Whether he agrees or disagrees, he gives a quick little sentence about it. I chuckle usually out yep. loud. It's fair. It's a fair assessments too. All right, topic of the day. Life is hard, so make your fitness easy. How can we make your life easier so fitness becomes habitual and it's not as overwhelming? the thought of getting started and the thought of sticking to it. And we have six reasons in our bra- in, in our brainstorm that we had earlier. Mm-hmm. It took us about eight hours to come up with these six reasons. So we put a lot of time and energy and thought into this. <laughs> so why don't you go first and get us started? What are some of the, what are what are one of your big ones, John, of how we make your life your fitness life easy because life is hard and we need to take out some of the guesswork. All right. So, well, I'll just go with the first one I wrote down. I don't know where this falls in the list of six you have pulled up in front of you, but the ultra simple workout, uh, it doesn't necessarily apply to many of our members, although we would call our workouts generally simple yet effective in the way we put them together. But I'm speaking to more people who don't have a trainer or a coach guiding them who think they need to do something new every single time. That's a lot of mental uh, brain energy to come up with something new and to wonder if it's working or good and to track. So if you just come up with something simple, and I'm thinking of my own self at this point, because for the last three plus months, I haven't changed hardly anything in my workout routine. So what that looks like is I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that are the exact same routine every single week, the exact same reps, the exact same sets. The only thing I change is the weight, and I change my warm-up strategy. That gives me enough variability, five minutes of warm-up, however I feel like. It's usually med ball throws or some form of uh, like steady-state cardio, and then I go into my Uh, program of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, actually Thursday even too. Wednesday and Thursday are interchangeable for me uh, based on sleep because one of those days is a really heavy day. We'll get to that later. Uh, And Friday to me is a have fun cardio focus uh, resistance training day. That's That's my week every week. It's five days and it's been that way for months and I've only changed the weights 
with very, very minor uh, selections of exercises only recently in my program. So keep it really simple. Find something that you like to do that works and just go with it and progress in the form of weight or if you're more of a cardio person, progress in the form of doing better on your cardio sets or improving your time on, let's say, a, an example of running a mile. Run a mile a little faster week by week. That's a good way to progress. I love it. I love it. And for a quick example, because I think sometimes people get caught up in knowing more exercises. And if I know more exercise variations, I could do more. Give us a quick idea and just guess how many knee dominant exercises are in your brain that you could do in the gym right now? How many total knee dominant exercises do you know? I could name 30 in a row right now. In 30 with, seconds. Without, yeah, without much difficulty. If the I, first 15 to 20, I'd be like like that. And then the last 10, I'd have to think a little bit. But 30 in a row, no problem. So if I give you 10 minutes, I think I think you could probably name 100 in like 10 minutes. Do you think so? Yeah, if I start branching out into exercises that I don't actually know the name, but I know that people do them because I don't really do them, nor do we program these exercises because we've deemed them to be not a good use of anybody's mm. time, really. If I start branching out into there, I could definitely come up with a whole lot mm -hmm. more. So out of 100 exercise that you could potentially list how many are in your program for the knee dominant category right so when we're talking knee dominant we just mean things that kind of look like squats or split squats for those of you wondering uh, I have a particular day where I do a lower body knee dominant focus so it's pretty easy for me to know this I go through about four exercises in that day <sighs> knee dominant and I do one knee dominant that's five on my hip dominant day I have reasons for doing that I also do one hip dominant movement on my knee dominant day so four knee dominant exercises on Monday, and then I have one on Wednesday. That's five, that's it. And the, the bonus of that is I only have to remember my weight for five exercises, mm. which is why people see me without a program and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, it's just so simple. I've been doing it for months now. I'm just so smart. No, it's not that. <laughs> so out of those 100 knee dominant exercises that we could name in a 10 minute time frame. You do, you do five because why? Is, are those the ones you feel are the most effective? Yeah, good question. Um, so for right now, for my goals at the moment, I deemed that those five were the most uh, effective in the shortest amount of time, basically. Boom. Did that answer the question? Boom, 100%. And I, I think that's exactly the point that I think we need to make to our members and anybody listening is that 100 different variations of the exercise don't really matter if they're not the most effective ones. So variation for variation's sake, uh, at some point we'll have you traveling down the path of doing less effective exercises, where if John thinks that these five knee dominant exercises are what's best for him, he's probably going to stick to those. And why would he care so much about exercises 80 through 100 in terms of effectiveness when he could just do the five best ones? And I think that's a big message for a lot of people. It's like, you know, do you need a new exercise? You definitely don't. Do you need to switch it up? Absolutely not. Do you need to confuse your body with different types of exercises in the same category? No, stick to what's effective and try to progress in those, in those, uh, in those exercises. So I think that's a huge point when it comes to sticking to what works, following a routine. All yeah, right. so take us away with number two or so, because that's number one. That was a big one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with, go to the gym at the same time every day, especially if this is a new habit for you. So make a decision on, and it doesn't have to be necessarily, I don't wanna say it's the same time every day, but have a weekly schedule of exactly when you're gonna to go to the gym and put it in your schedule and stick to it. On Mondays, you're gonna to go to the gym at 8 a.m. On Wednesdays, 7 a.m. On Fridays, 8 a.m. again. 
Yeah, and it totally can be agree. any, it can be different times, it can be different days, doesn't matter, but set the schedule. Because if you say, I'm going to the gym tomorrow on Tuesday night, and then Wednesday morning, you're now thinking about when you're going to go, too much stuff is going to happen. You're not going to make it. I, I promise you, you're not going to make it to the gym if you didn't plan it ahead of time, especially when you're just trying to make this a habit. Yeah, the point, the point of it too goes back to your original title is like life is kind of hard and complicated right now. So let's make everything else in your fitness less complicated. So if you have to think about scheduling less, it's going to be better for you. Thinking back before I was even in this industry, I went straight from work every day. That was my thing. I got up really early. I wasn't willing to get up to work out around 4.30 a.m. I would have had been working out, like actually working out at that time. Uh, I was personally not willing to do that, so I decided to work out right after work, which was usually 4, 4.30 p.m., uh, and I just did that very consistently. Brought my gym clothes straight to the gym, and because I always knew that's where I was going, generally Monday through Friday, I, things went pretty well. Awesome. So we have the easy-to-follow easy routine. Go to the gym and schedule it and show up at the same time every day that you go. What do you have for three? Uh, let's go with let's go with the topic kind of uh, that flows right into that, which is not compromising your workout for almost any reason. So that takes your feelings out of it and what you feel like of the day. You're just not going to have that conversation ever. Now I say almost because like if you have the flu, I don't think you should be going to work out one because the people at the gym don't want you there. Two because I don't think it's good for you if you have the flu to be working out. So there is a point where you don't want to work out, but for the most part. Uh, there'll be many days when I get up, when I know I have deadlifts and I'm like, this is my hardest day. I feel terrible. I'm stiff. I'm tired. I didn't sleep enough. Last. I'm coming up with a bunch of reasons why I don't want to go work out or why I think I don't need to go work out. Um, now if you just eliminate that conversation right away by saying I will be working out, maybe I will modify it. Right? So you came up with a really good phrase for this. What was it? Something is better than nothing. Exactly. Yeah. That may be the first time you guys have heard that one. I'm going to trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love how you put this when we were talking about it before, especially is that have the wiggle room to drop your expectations down, but don't let them drop down to nothing because sitting on the couch is going to be significantly worse than going and saying, you know what? I'm going to give a hundred percent of what I can, even if a hundred percent is only 90% of what I usually give. Yeah. That's huge. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? chuck? <laughs> you can cut now that part it all out. makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's tremendously important. Of let's make sure we do something. If you're not really feeling up to it, do what you can, but don't do nothing. Yeah, the amount of times. Last thing on this topic, the amount of times that I've told myself this is going to be a bad day. I'm not going to be able to work out, but I'm going to do something instead of nothing, and then I start working out. Um, I go through my warm up. I feel a little better. I start going into my regular workout at lower weights, just thinking I will do my same thing, right? Because I don't want to think about making up a whole new workout like we just talked about. And then all of a sudden, like a couple sets in, I'm feeling better. And then I, ra I raise my weights and I'm feeling better. So many, many times I feel better having worked out than not. Even though when I woke up in the morning, I thought I was going to have a conversation with myself of how I should be not working out today. Instead, it's like I know that I'm going to do something instead of nothing. It makes it easier for me. All you needed are a couple of dragon flags, and then you're ready to go. That's what I've yeah. noticed. Well, to get the, the blood dragon flowing. flags are, are rookie hour. We're talking about human flags now, bro, human bros. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, human flags. You don't even know what level that's I'm right. on. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, let's go in the gym. I don't really feel like doing anything. Let me try a couple human flags. All right, let's work out now. Why not? 
Uh, all right, three down, three to go. Next one is something we've talked about a lot, and I'm just going to say hypocritically to drink more water <laughs> and uh, most importantly to reduce the amount of calories that you're having from alcohol put the waters between the alcohol this has worked really well for me in the past and try to have water instead of any calorie intensive beverage that you consume on a daily basis so drink water instead of alcohol or i'm sorry drink water in between alcoholic beverages and drink water instead of calorie dense juices or sodas or anything like that and the rebuttal that we usually get on this is that you don't, I don't drink a lot or I don't drink any sugary beverages. But then after doing a little bit more research and digging a little bit deeper, people tend to probably drink a little bit more iced tea or lemonade or orange juice than they generally say they do. And then people generally tend to drink a little bit more alcohol than they say they do on the weekends as well. But I think being more cognizant of the liquid calorie intake is a huge step for a lot of people and how do we make that as simple as possible i'm not telling you not to drink i'm telling you not to drink soda <laughs> or or juice but have a water in between every alcoholic beverage i'm not saying don't go out don't sit home on the weekends that's not what i'm saying still you can go out and have fun have a good time still have a drink in your hand but every other drink will be water so well, my only thoughts on this um just take it for what it's worth everybody I have a pretty good thing going at the moment. I have a pretty good handle um, on my uh, general fitness, I would say. And my body composition is going well at the moment. So take it for what it's worth. I rarely have anything besides water and black coffee throughout the day. Now I don't have, in my opinion, enough water. So I'm being slightly hypocritical here as like drinking my water before my coffee in the morning, before my second cup of coffee in the day. Sometimes I catch myself not having water yet. Um, but throughout the day, until a recent staff member came and started berating me with zevias and throwing them at me. <laughs> I haven't drank anything but water and black coffee uh, in general, 99% of the time, uh, on the weekdays especially, now excluding alcohol on the weekends. I can't believe you drank coffee. That's terrible. Terrible? Drinking yeah. coffee? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, should probably not drink coffee. You're such a saint when it comes to definitely, caffeine intake. Definitely don't drink coffee. <laughs> Seventh one today. Can we, can we zoom in on the video on this part? <laughs> All right. We're four down. We have two to go. So the next one, have one meal that is the same every single day. And having the conversation of how to really simplify things, I think we could say something along the lines of literally eat the same thing every single day, just to take out a lot of the guesswork in terms of how many calories you're having and how many grams of protein you're having on a daily basis. But a lot of pushback on that because it's boring. So what's a good little in-between we could have here? Just one meal every day that you keep consistent. Mine historically has been turkey meatballs. Those were at the forefront of my one meal per day at dinner for a very long period of time. I've gone turkey burgers for an extended period of time, turkey sandwiches, pretty much turkey anything. If you, if you could think of it turkey, it's been a part of my daily routine. But at the end of the day, try to think of one meal that you really like that is packed with protein and lower in calories and go with that at some point every day, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. But have that one predictable meal every single day to keep things simple and really effective. On that note, as I was thinking when you were writing this, I realized that for a while now, I have inadvertently abided by this principle. I've always been one to want a lot of variety in my diet, so I've been one to not want to eat the same thing every day. I know how boring that can be, although I think it's not unreasonable once in a while to ask somebody to do that for a period of time if that's going to help them with their weight loss. Uh, but so for me, I realized that I've been eating these uh, monk pack protein cookies. You've seen me post them on Instagram. I have them every single day. That's now my breakfast. 
I like them a lot. They have a good amount of protein in it, and they make me feel good. So <laughs> basically whatever makes you feel good in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no thought process behind it now. No. You never have to think about no. it. Nope. They're so always you... stocked in the cabinet. Don't have to think about what I'm eating in the morning. Exactly to your point, right? I just, I'm going to have my coffee, and that's what I'm having to eat. Bingo. You never accidentally stumble upon eating six bowls of, of uh, what do your kids eat? Cereal? <laughs> Tricks? Uh, no, we don't even have yeah, that. You guys, yeah, you guys, never mind. You're a bad person to ask. I'm a bad but person. But you don't end up eating general. your kids' cereal for six bowls or anything like that because you have your one predictable meal and it happens in the morning. So the likelihood that you stumble across a 1,500-calorie breakfast you know, while you're stressed out and dealing with your children and they have all their food out and you just eat everything they have, you have your one predictable I have my go-to. Day. Yep, got my go-to. Bingo. For me, that's what works. All right, uh, where are we at? What number? We have one more. This, we're last on the last one. one already? This went by quick. Hope you're having as much fun as we are. Guys. I skipped <laughs> you on four or five. I don't know if you noticed. But I did I, notice. I, I totally, uh, I felt, I totally went, went in front of you for five. My I fault. felt nothing. I have no feelings or emotions, <laughs> kind of like Sydney, so it's fine. Just do it again if you want. Like the whole staff. Yeah. Besides Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Kyle. Why is he coming back? I know. We love um, you. Miss you, Kyle. <laughs> easy to prep meals. Uh, so this is this is great because I just had a Trader Joe's bag of frozen meals. I got like five things that I know this week I can go to the freezer here and just grab them for lunch. It seems to be my go-to for lunch. There's some variability because I get like four or five different kinds. You guys can mix and match. It doesn't have to be Trader Joe's. It doesn't have to be frozen. It could be a meal service. But I think just having easy to prep meals is huge. For me, the easiness comes from just throwing it in a bowl and throwing it in the microwave, walking away for five or six minutes and coming back and it's done. And that to me is just like a game changer when it comes to my lunch especially. Don't have to think about it. It's in the freezer. It doesn't cost me much time. There's no prep involved. John is the cornerstone of this person. And every t- I think of John every time somebody says, you know, it's just so hard when I'm on the go, I'm on the run. I have to have something with me. I have to make it the night before. Or I don't know what to grab when I'm at the grocery store. If I go to the corner store for lunch and I just end up uh, grabbing something that's not really nutritious at all. And, uh, you know, I'll have a bag of M&Ms on top of it or whatever. And I feel like your meal preparation time isn't extensive, but you always have something nutritious with you. And I find it incredibly impressive because your boy here gets to go home for lunch every day. (laughs) But you're here with the cooler gains, just getting it in on a daily basis where everybody else has excuses that, oh, I have to eat at work and there's I can't do anything. John's in here, cooler gains, three-minute microwave, nutritious meal, boom. <laughs> I can't take all the credit. I can't take all that credit without giving a shout-out to my wife, Joy, who kills it at home with dinners, loads me up with a lot of good leftovers. So there is totally that, I guess it's a wild card I just pulled out or something. I don't know what the analogy, what the right analogy would be. But uh, I was trying to go for a card analogy. Okay. I got, I got <laughs> in there. Thousand. I couldn't get out. Oh, I miss to... you so much. You don't even know how to use analogies anymore. Kyle, I'm using analogies the right way. What's, what's... The card wild. Yeah. <laughs> a shout out to Kyle's uh, mixed up analogies all the time, which he, he shouted out at his own wedding, how he does yep, that. Yep. yep um, that so in, in other words, uh, shout out to Joy, my wife, for the dinners because like, I'm, I'm pretty good here when it goes to, from work for lunches and stuff like that. But... I try to help out at home. I can't say that I'm much of a help, actually. But I do when it's left up to my own devices, and I have to prep. It's going to be something very simple, and I can get by at home. But like I said, I get by with frozen uh, stuff over here in the office. Quick question. You said joy kills it with the cooler of gains. But if you ignored the cooler of gains, would joy kill you? 
I'm lost. <laughs> Hang on. So if you if let's I, say let's say Joy packed all this food for you. Right. And my envisionment of this is that she packs the cooler gains. Okay, so your vision's off. You pack one. the cooler gains? I pack yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's let's clear this up because there's a lot of people that think I don't pack my own cooler gains. What I meant by that is she allows me to have more things to put in it by making an amazing dinner to which we have leftovers that I can easily just slide in the cooler gains okay. the next day. But gotcha. by and large, what goes in there is my gain train and what I want in there. I see. Okay. Because I could imagine if you had that cooler of gains and you came to work every day and then you just had like pizza across the street, you come home with the cooler of gains still full, would she be like, dude, what if, are you doing? If, if she had, if, if it went down the way you were thinking it went down, yes, that would be a problem. <laughs> but sometimes for, for clarity and uh, for transparency, sometimes I don't eat everything in the cooler. I don't always post about it, obviously. Um, but for, for many reasons, sometimes I will go out and grab something else, whatever. So, John, why are you sleeping in the office this week? Uh, I didn't eat my lunch that my <laughs> wife packed for me. <laughs> and that's all we have for today, folks. If you have any questions on any of these topics, reach out to us. We'd love to discuss them further. I got nothing. Peace out. Peace.